Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome into this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Happy Friday, happy weekend to one and all. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Away we go into Week 10 in the NFL, Week 11 in the college game. And Week 10 kicked off with a game that uh, I just is rather not even talk about or break down that much because it was an offensive display that uh, hurt the eyes. But the Bears hold on to beat the Panthers 16-13. to Mike, I'd much rather talk about the offensive display uh, from Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks in Tampa yesterday <laughs> instead of talking about the Bears' offense for, for crying out loud. Bedard became the third youngest player in NHL history with a four-point game. That was more fun to watch than that Bears' offensive performance last night, Mike. See, you're, you're new school. I'm old school. <laughs> this is a thing of beauty. I'm going po- to give some positives. Okay. And I know you'll take some of them and go on the show with Yerk and pretend they were your own thoughts. You've done that to me a million times, just like I've done it from you. We steal from each other. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Eight different receivers catch the football last night. Mm-hmm. No turnovers by That's the true. quarterback. That's true. The offensive line, no sacks given up. No hurries hardly. Running for over 100 yards as a team. Defensively getting rest because we had some drives. The quarterback actually has an idea of where he's throwing the ball. The thing that puzzled me was this week People echoing what I had said a couple of weeks ago, that he knows how to play the position, but you still got to execute. And last week I was a little baffled, Carm, when I heard people say, well, he had five, four turnovers, but, you know, he still played pretty good. I go, no, you had four turnovers. Yeah. I don't want to even hear that. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Bajan guy. Here's a kid, okay, that beat the Heisman Trophy winner last night, and he was the Harlan Hill winner. Right. Okay, for Division Two, And he's playing with athletes that he never dreamt he'd play with, that are faster than him, which is exactly the opposite of what happened to Justin. Justin playing with athletes that he didn't have, okay? He had better athletes at Ohio State, just like Bryce Young. Bryce Young played with five-star athletes at Alabama, folks. Period, end of story, and I've said this many times. And Carmen has echoed this with his own words by saying, yeah, you have to have a feel if this kid's going to be able to adjust from playing with grade A meat, okay, mm. to grade D meat with a touch of tomaine, period. Mm, yeah, right. And that's <laughs> what I liked was the way we played. I know people want to see points. I don't care. And, you know, this will really get everybody. This was, you know, he's, he's little Mitch. He played little, he played Mitch Trubisky ball, and he didn't throw a couple touchdowns and have a pick. He played perfect football where he didn't lay the ball on the ground, which has been a problem for the team. And it looks like this team is coachable right now, period, end of story. It's good that they handed the Panthers a loss because yes. obviously the Bears get that pick. So That's nice. Uh, at the end of the good day, move. it's a good result for the Bears. That's right. Uh, I didn't think Bryce Young, I don't really, in the, the samples that I've seen of him this year, I don't think he's played particularly well. And when you see the way C.J. Stroud is playing right now, yes. the pick right after, you're our, you know, and I know it's early. Uh, you know, I don't want to pretend Tom, like we should make any definitive statements. He's smaller Mike, than Flutie was. He's small. Mike, and I mean, and listen, I know it's, we're in week 10. He's but on tippy tre- toes when it's he's throwing. Yeah, it's trending in a direction here. If you're the Panthers, you're like, uh-oh. I mean, especially when you look at the way C.J. 
has played down. I am in agreement. He's on tippy toes when he's throwing ordinary 15-yard, 16, 20-yard passes. It's rough. It's rough. I you got to find the passing lane. Flutie was a genius at rolling around, finding the open pattern, finding the target. I mean, but Adam Thielen, I mean, usually he kills the Bears. Well, you know? Yeah, I, I thought, like you said, I, I will I will totally agree with one thing you said about the defensive Just performance. Uh, well, no, I, but I, I think, I, <laughs> I I think you, and, and I know, I know you can always sort of nitpick and look at sure. like, strength of schedule and opposition. Don't care. I thought the defense showed up last night. I, I mean, did I thought, too. I thought Sweat was good. I, I, and he secondary. had no, but wait a minute, Sweat, I don't, I know he had eight hurries. No tackles, though, and no sacks, nothing. Right, nothing. I think he had, he had five hurries and three quarterback hits. So, it, I, and I thought, but I thought Which he was fine. noticeable. Oh, yeah. You, you know? got to get somebody on the other side because he's being doubled every time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- like you're you right. Know? They chipped I on like him a lot. Him. I thought it was noticeable. You bring up a good point about containing Thielen last oh, night. That's like, two I, good points. Hold I, on for a minute. Yeah, put up two. Um, I thought the secondary acquitted itself quite Absolutely. nicely. You know, um, so no, I mean, look, uh, it you know wasn't what Bajor did? Carmi played a clean game. He played a clean That's game. It wasn't a need. masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But we're and, not going to have Picasso every week. But we weren't even getting. We weren't getting me with crayons. For a while. I mean, this kid's won two games right. out of four. I don't care who starts. It's up to the Bears. If they still believe in Justin, fine. Let's see what happens. But if we start, now the pressure's on Justin when he comes back. We have 10, game, ten days ten to days. take that in. Yeah, 10 days, and we'll see what that looks like yep. um, 10 days from now. Yeah, when the Bears go to Detroit to play the Lions. So Whoa. Week 10, uh, it's not a particularly sexy slate of games this week. I think there are a couple of interesting matchups that Mike and I can break down. You know, we were just talking about C.J. Stroud. He was awesome last yes, week. Yes, he was. He's got the lowest the interception. Ohio State jinx is over, baby. It might be, Mike. Yep. And he's got the lowest interception rate right now in the entire that? NFL. That's not for rookie quarterbacks. That's the lowest in the league, folks. He's got one pick. He's got 14 touchdown passes. He was brilliant last week. The Texans go to Cincinnati to play Joe Cool. I shouldn't say that. I guess there's really only one Joe Cool. But Joe Burrow and Who's the Bengals. Who's the other one? Well, Montana's pretty much. Oh, cool, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I How love Burrow, I though, forget? Mike. I Any love guy Burrow. that blows on his fingers <laughs> when it's 80 degrees, forget about it. I, uh, I love Burrow. I oh, think that offense, that offense is starting to get right. It's an intriguing matchup here. Uh, I don't think the Bengals are going into this game 100% on offense. And uh, at a full seven points, this is yep. maybe a little juicy to take a look at the Texans. But how do you not love what C.J. Stroud and that offense is doing right well, now? Well, yeah, and Burrow, listen, let me tell everybody this. Last week we go one and four collectively, me and Carm. Carm wins the under, in the, yeah. in, I mean, which was a miracle. A miracle, Mike. 40 and a half, God bless. Uh, but we're 32 and 19. We're doing well. Bottom line is, you know it's going to be a bit bad week when Oklahoma – for about the 50th time in my lifetime is kill, kills me. And then you, got, right. uh, then you got the Giants where my quarterback decides to go down in a heap. That was a, that was a killer because that Tommy DeVito just shouldn't be playing in this Tommy league. Tommy DeVito couldn't play at Pottawatomie Park for <laughs> one of the good. teams I played on it's, in touch football. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's I go, how do you get into that? So you knew my week was, gonna, was not going to be good. But you know what? That's fine. We're still way above 500. And Burrow against Buffalo? I mean, I think that was very telling about Buffalo losing that game. Didn't you? Yeah, I, I, do, I just don't like what they're doing on offense. I don't think they're They don't have the a pe- lot of playmakers. I don't think they're putting the pedal to the metal enough, Mike. I don't think they're letting Allen do his thing enough. I really don't. I just don't. Because I liked your handicap on that game last week. I thought yeah, it was I good. It. I thought it was the right side. And it was the right side, I, but just, sometimes it doesn't work out. That's I why know. they call it gambling. Bottom line is 
You know, even our, the guys that are, are trailing us right now saying, hey, we're allowed to have a bad week. Not really, because, you know, I'll tell you, it's about selection. For instance, I'll tell you this. I, I picked some games in a media pool, and I yeah. had a great week. Yeah. And then on the odds couple, I don't. Calm, the exact opposite. Opposite, I know. It's, it's just about selection. Yeah, I know. You're and right. now, if you ask me, do I want to make the, the money with the pool, or do I want to give it to the listeners? I'm going to be perfectly honest. I probably am up for winning one of these or having a good week in both, but I'd rather give it to the listeners and on our record. But that being said, Carm, Joe Burrow's like a Brady-like guy to me right now. Don't you think? How so? Like Every time he plays, you think they're going to win now. Well, yeah. You feel, I know. Okay. I, I don't care. You saying. said two guys were out. You guys, with the Bengals, two guys are good. Maybe their, their receivers might be hurting. But yeah. to me. Yeah, Jamar played, Chase has not practiced this week right. because of that back injury. Right. And to me, Burrow overcomes that. I mean, he played hurt this year. I respect the guy so much. He's such a winner. I mean, he's a dream quarterback, and he wanted to play for a franchise in cold weather in the middle of Ohio. You know, you're, you're right about, and I, I see what you're saying. and He's got an aura. He's got an aura about him, and, and he hasn't I think, won anything yet. As far as, but he won in the in college, and he came knocking on the door already in the pro. I think in his prime here, you're right, Mike. Like you yeah. are going to start every year as long as he's your quarterback, and you're going to feel like you have some semblance of. You're a going chance. to the playoffs every yes. time I think yeah. about him. I no, don't I think, care. Who's I think hurt. you're right about that. What's that? We always talk about. There's the guys that make the people around him better. Cincinnati. Just look. We've talked about their past, yeah. and then look at this guy. I'm, I'm, I mean, if you go against them like I did last week, you know, you don't feel good after a while. You just see how – you can tell at the beginning with him. He yep. just started out like a, like a ball out of fire, baby. Yep, absolutely. Yep. All right, we got some other games we'll break down. We're going to talk to Luke, uh, Luke Pergandy coming up. Mm-hmm. We will give you best plays a little bit later, and then Jim Miller has ponies. So, ton to do. Lots of uh, great sports gambling talk, so don't go anywhere, folks. We're just getting uh, started here, rolling you into the weekend it's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside this week's episode of the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. It's that time where we get to pick the brain of one of our favorite guests and one of the founding members of the great PropSwap app and PropSwap.com where America buys and sells its futures wagers. We say hello to Luke Pergandy. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, guys. Hey, what's up, Luke? How are you, brother? I'm well. How are you guys? Good. We're doing, we're doing pretty well. Uh, you know, we talked a lot about the Heisman Trophy last weekend. I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about just some of the college futures in terms of the playoff, the national championship picture. We've got two weeks now of, uh, you know, the rankings and, you know, some interesting things are potentially going to happen. Look, we've got Michigan and Ohio State in a couple weeks here going head-to-head. One of those teams uh, is going to have a loss. Uh, I keep wondering what happens if Oregon runs the table, you know, with uh, another crack at Washington potentially and a win, what that would mean, or if Texas runs the table. Uh, What's some of the action looking like, Luke, as people try to position themselves with the the best tickets right now uh, looking down the stretch here over the last couple of weeks of the college season before we get into bowl season and then the playoff come January. Yeah, so I agree with you. I think Oregon gets in if they win out. Um, I think the Pac-12 was Pac-12 was it's crazy that this is the last year of that conference. Like they've done so well. There's just yep. been so many good quarterbacks playing in the Pac-12 this year. Obviously led by Caleb Williams, but Penix and Bo Nix and 
like uh, a Wagalale from uh, Clemson transfer to Oregon State. Arizona has been hot as of late. Like there's been the Pac-12 is showing out, and it's uh, this will be the last year of its existence. So I, I agree that um, that Oregon should get in if they win out. I mean, Michigan has Penn State tomorrow. That that's no slouch. They're a four and a half point favorite in Penn State. So you know what happens if they lose, and then they potentially lose again to Ohio State. I mean, they're they're out if they have two losses. I'd say so. Um, and LSU lost to Bama last week, so Bama now has a you know a ten percent chance of getting in, maybe a fifteen percent chance of getting into the CFP. So there's there's some fun scenarios that could play out for the for the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean I'm looking at the West Coast teams, and I know what you were saying, Luke. But Bo Nix is happy to be in the Pac-12, where after playing in the SEC, that's got to be a country club as far as going mm-hmm. against defenses, in my opinion. I think there's a reason that the Pac-12 does not have a team in the top four because the committee's not just looking at gaudy offensive stats. They're looking at embarrassing defensive stats by a lot of teams. That being said, who of the four in front of those teams do you think is going to stub their toe? It's got to be between, uh, at the end of the day, Michigan and Ohio State, right, for the most part? Yeah. I know Oregon's yeah. going to play Washington, but that's going to tell you which Big Ten teams go into the playoffs if, if one is. Totally. Yep, I agree. Like I said, I, I think there's maybe a 20% chance that Michigan loses to Penn State tomorrow. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that all changes if, let's say, they lose and then they beat Ohio State. Now now what do you do? You, you probably still send one of them, but, you know, there's still some uh, undecided, you know, Big Ten uh, teams that would potentially get in. I, I hear you on the on the poor defenses thing, but it's you know in in sports these days, specifically football, like we're rewarding offense. So right. I still think they would let a Pac-12 team get in if uh, if indeed Oregon does run the table. So mm-hmm. plus the non-conference I mean, was the so, non-conference was incredible, Luke. Yeah, what what the Pac-12 did in the non-conference was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally, you know, like it's. Um, I agree with you. SC defense are probably better than Pac-12, but oh, yeah. you know, typically we we like points. Like the media, yeah, yeah. this is an entertainment business that we work in, and and the media likes points. So I'd be shocked if if one of those teams didn't go to the to the CFP. Not saying they're going to win it all, but you yeah. know, Oregon's ten to one right now. Washington twelve to one. You know, odds are saying that probably one of those guys gets in, but then you have Alabama plus seven fifty right ahead of them. So mm, yep. it'll be a uh, good last three weeks there. It's a fun little race. Uh, in yep. terms of pro football, the NFL right now is we're uh, uh, you know a little a little past halfway home. You know, Baltimore looks like it's really gotten on track here as they've gotten healthier and that offense has come together. Uh, I think just finally kind of getting on the same page with Todd Munkin and everything that he wants to do. Um, is there a big appetite for, for Baltimore? Or what maybe is the team? Is there a team that you guys can identify that, that buyers are sort of looking for more than any other right now in terms of futures tickets on PropSwap? Yeah, we can't t- keep a Ravens ticket on the shelf. I get it. They've looked great. They're still, they'll still have clunkers like losing to Pittsburgh. Yep. And their division, so it's you know it's well, what team are they? Are they the team that loses to Pittsburgh, or are they the team that destroys you know Seattle and and Detroit in back to back weeks? I'm not sure yet. Their defense is amazing. Obviously, Roquan yeah. Smith, we miss miss him in Chicago. He's the leader of that Baltimore defense. Uh, they have Kyle Van Noy, and they're they're a solid solid defense. Like that's teams that are unable to run the ball. They've only given up like I want to say like seven touchdowns so far. Like really low amount of touchdowns the Ravens have given up. So their defense is for real. And if this offense starts humming, yeah, you know, to me, like I just still go back to if the Ravens get down by 13 points to a Kansas city or a mm. Cincinnati, like yeah. I just don't trust 
their offense enough if you get down early in a game to one of those prolific offenses. I just now the counterpoint to that may be okay. The defense would shut down Cincy, maybe, maybe they would, but. I still just have my concerns with the high-flying AFC quarterbacks. Like, if you get down early in a playoff game, that if you're your rushing attack, it's just difficult to claw back that lead. Yeah, you know what I was going to ask you is uh, Buffalo now the guy that got in the boat with the women in the Titanic uh, with the babushka? Are they bailing out uh, like he did? I mean, is that what it's looking like? That's an amazing analogy. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I just I, I just feel that I don't hear a lot of Buffalo love, especially after last week. You know what I mean? I agree. Uh, Cincinnati looked clearly like the better team last Sunday night in that matchup, so. I agree with you, Mike. I, uh, the odds, they are believed, they're both a dog to get into the playoffs right now, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, they're still sure 15 yep. to 1 yeah. to win the Super Bowl. So, you know, Vegas isn't, isn't moving the number a ton. They opened it around like 9 or 10 to 1. Um, but I agree with you, Mike. I, that team, like, they just, they're not amazing at running the ball. Their it seems like the window closed, like, Luke. Yeah, seems like the window closed. You guys are right. It does. You know? Yeah. No, I, I I agree with you, Mike. I, I would be fading that team. I still have some faith uh, in Miami. Obviously, they looked bad against Ugh. Kansas City, but it was a game overseas in Germany. So I still think the Dolphins can turn around. Again, I just kind of go back to, like, the, the offenses and that these offenses, like the Dolphins, for the most part, can score at will. Of course, yes. Kansas City's defense was really good last week, and they're good overall this season, much improved defense over the last couple of years. Um so, yeah, the, to me, it's it's still those top three teams. I actually don't believe in San Francisco as much as everyone else. I think that uh, teams may have figured out Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. and uh, this happens a lot with, like, rookie quarterbacks where there's just not enough film on these young guys, and it's just difficult to defend against them when you don't know what the weaknesses are. But now we're getting into a season and a half of film. I think teams have kind of figured out how to confuse Brock Purdy, and they, they may be in trouble. Obviously, dropped three in a row here. Luke, great stuff, buddy. Uh, enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to it. Have a good we'll weekend. See you, man. There he is. Oh, that was fun. Luke Pergandy on the Car X yeah. Tyrant Auto Guest. That's my favorite scene in the whole movie. It's Am great. I, I Jack? Am I going to go to the tip of the boat? Yeah. And, and basically, I mean, seriously, that guy, I mean, that part there where he got in the rowboat, I go, oh, God. So good. Yeah. So good. Speaking of the Ravens, Ravens are at home against the Browns this weekend in an AFC North battle. Ravens laying uh, this number keeps getting a little closer to a full touchdown. It's now Ravens minus six and a half. Another low total. Wow. Big shocker here. Thirty That's a division and a half. game, man. Division game with two of the very best defenses in the NFL. Maybe the two best, I guess. Which yeah. holds up better? I still trust Lamar and the Ravens' offense more right now. It's trending in the right direction. I don't think Watson's look at it all. They've been playing without their right tackle most of the year. Uh, Conklin got hurt. Whether that what was that? week three or four, whenever he got mm-hmm. hurt. And now Jedrick Wills went down last week. It's a week. big number, six and a half. Cleveland, even with that defense. I even mean, with that deep, but I just don't know. Board. I don't know how I... Uh, how, That's I don't a stay away a, from me, baby. I don't see a path for the Browns scoring enough, even no. though it might be a defensive battle. Mike, when you start getting those cluster injuries, especially on the O-line, when you're down your two starting tackles, who, by the way, are both pretty good. Yeah, I think are. it's a tough... And, and, and Watson just hasn't looked good. I no. think it's a tough thing. I don't see a path for the Browns to really... And Lamar Jackson's points. gotten more of a leadership role this year. He has been the one that has been stressing to the team the past couple weeks. Hey, man, we can't let our, our, our foot off the pedal. we got to keep putting the gas on because, you know, they fall asleep. They've been known to do that like like we talked about earlier uh, with, you know, with Pittsburgh and other teams. You know, you to me, Baltimore, if John Harbaugh 
we'll just coach a conservative game once in a while. Mm. I, he plays that analytics game sometimes going for two when he shouldn't. I know I've been on him for a couple of years, but, I mean, results are results. They have a – I mean, right now they got to be a top three team to go to the Super Bowl from yeah. the AFC. Yeah, I think so. Right? It's gonna, it's, it'll be an interesting battle to see who gets if the top seed. If they lose the quarterback, they're screwed. That's They'd it. be screwed. Uh, yeah. That's it. It'll be good. To, it'll be an interesting battle between them and – the Chiefs to see who gets that top seed here. There's a lot to play for in these couple By the weeks way, to see who gets the top seed in the AFC. While we're talking about you know college teams, like everybody ridicules Iowa because they they, they have how about that them. total? Twenty nine, twenty eight and a half. Yeah, Iowa, yeah. Iowa. Joe, Fisher's the Bears were thirty eight. Football. Oh my sweet the lord! The Bears were thirty eight. They're a professional <laughs> football team. Iowa Rutgers twenty eight and a half. Let me you ask you something, Carp. If it's 28 and a half every week and we're 10 and 2, <laughs> would that bother you? I don't know. Huh? Because Iowa's you? offense bothers the crap out because of me. Because here's know. what I would tell. I'll tell everybody this on the West Coast. I want to see Iowa play USC. That's my next. <laughs> because then, then they're going to be playing a defense like they did when they played Notre Dame. That would then we're going to see who the boss is. That would USC great. versus Iowa. So Let's funny. go. That's so good. Uh, yeah. all right, Caleb against Iowa's boring <laughs> offense, but great defense. We'll and then on. when he loses, he'll jump in the stands and cry. Oh, come on. You can be a man. We'll, we'll My go God. We'll go around I the said NFL. that on Twitter. Oh, God. Vito Corleone. We'll go around the NFL a little bit more coming up here. Uh, we'll also take a look at Michigan and Penn State. Luke alluded to that game in Happy Valley. Talk about that one. Uh, Jim Miller a little bit later on with some ponies and then our best play. So don't go anywhere, folks. we got more to do. We're having fun. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino each and every week. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. You can catch up on demand all weekend long. Just make sure you've got the ESPN Chicago app. You can catch the Encore replay Saturday morning from 8 until 9. Let's talk about some of the other matchups here in Week 10 as the Bears kick things off with the win against the Panthers. How about that? Thursday night football. Yeah, yeah. how about it? Now Felt they're about, good. Now they're an 8.5-point dog, by the way, going into Detroit, but with all this extra time to prepare. Detroit's got oh, a Oh, that's game. what they say about Eberflus. Don't give him those Don't extra days. extra time. No. Detroit's got a uh, road game. I guess you'd call it a home game because they're playing the Chargers right. uh, in Los Angeles this weekend. Saints and Vikings. Mm. What a story Josh Dobbs and the Vikings were last week. The Vikings are home as three-point underdogs against the Saints this weekend. Total in the game, just 40 and a half. The Vikings have won four straight and five of six since moving into U.S. Bank Stadium back in 2016. The Vikings are eight and five against the spread as a home dog. But the big question, Mike, is can Josh Dobbs do it again or will Dennis Allen and that pretty stout Saints defense, which the Bears uh, and all of us fans got to see on full Mm -hmm. display last week in the Superdome, will they be able to contain Dobbs and still no Justin Jefferson and now another running back injury for the Vikings as Cam Akers tears his Achilles so injuries have mounted I was not all that impressed with the Saints last week especially on offense that they were in a life or death game with the Bears like that a one score game after being a plus five uh, in takeaway margin is just ridiculous but I think that that Saints defense is awfully good and will they do enough to slow down the Vikings this week I would lean New Orleans 
I'd lean New Orleans. I think it's Dobbs, a good lean. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to probably play it, but if I had to play it, I'm leaning New Orleans. I got the defense there. Uh, you know, the quarterback got to step up sooner or later. I mean, he he played a lot of years in, in Oakland, Las Vegas, wherever the hell they play, and you know, it didn't really come to fruition. And you know, he he's there are lots depending on Carr, and and, and I just hope that uh, I just think that they can win this game. Yeah, I think the lean is uh, on the Saints there as well. I think the defense probably does enough to maybe get them. Cousins uh, was playing great football. And he I was know playing great. He was playing, he was playing pro bowl, all pro football guys. 100%. Yep. No doubt about it. We'll see as they get uh, Nick Mullins ramped up here, coming back off of IR in a little bit, if that changes some of the dynamic. But, yeah, yeah it's really a kick in the gut uh, for the Vikings, no Speaking doubt about it. Speaking of kicking in the gut, I couldn't believe this. I don't know what your take was. I couldn't believe David Ross got fired. I mm. couldn't. I was sort of stunned because you know me and you used to, and I brought you up on a tweet on North to North. Yeah. I said, yep. I told Carm I was dead. 77 uh, wins over. It's not going to happen. I thought the team played hard. And I'd never once said to Carmen, even in the, once in a while we'll bump into each other in the lunchroom. He usually avoids me uh, before the show. I said, Carm, if we could only get Craig Consul. You know, yeah. I didn't. I. I mean, I don't know. It's a pretty bold move, Mike. I. I, Oh, he's going to be dissected like he's never been dissected. Now, well, that's one hundred percent true, right? I just was surprised. And then, but and then, I had trouble coming on the air with Benedetti being let go or going to Detroit. (laughs) Enough about that defection. Uh, Yeah. Well, you know what? Something was going on. I know Brooks. Something was going on, Mike. I know Brooks Boyer. Brooks and I have had good times. We've had bad times over Mm -hmm. the years. Okay. He put a lot into that kid. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. And Hawk supposedly was let go, not by Hawk's own fruition, if you That's, want. Yeah, Hawk sort of hinted at that. There's no doubt. Now, I'm going to say this. <laughs> was he shopping around? And plus, okay, he started doing the Olympics. He wanted to do this, do that. Was that all in an agreement? Because Brooks put his stock into this guy, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And I know they gave him a nice letter on the way out. Yeah. You know, but I'm telling you. There's something more to this. A little more to the story. It's called a step back, in my opinion. And I, well, here's another thing, folks. When you go down 41% in the ratings, Mm. your announcers aren't good enough to hold you like the legends, like Brickhouse, like Harry Carey, like Hawk Harrelson, like Wimpy, you know? So I'm just saying, there's more than meets the eye here. And for all the fawning, are you kidding me? I'll I'll be here. I'm I'm not disappointed. See you later. Interesting, uh, interesting baseball week around these parts. Oh, baby. Right? New manager. Ross thought the guy was coming up. Wait, you're flying out to my house to get rid of me? That's what I heard he did, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Carmen, uh, I'm coming over to tell you I don't want to work with you anymore. (laughs) Can you get a steak on the grill for me? I mean, you know, when you're you're down in Florida and it's uh, November and you're... You you think everything's good. You're getting ready. We're going to get an extension. And your boss says, hey, I'm I'm going to the airport. I'm coming down. I got the, you know, baby's getting everything set. And we got the steaks on the grill. And all of a sudden, we don't want you back. Yeah, you kind of know you're in trouble. There's got to be a table turned over somewhere. You know you're in trouble. My uh, Packers go to Pittsburgh this weekend. Uh, boy, offense in this game, too. Here's another one that might be ugly, Mike. Steelers laying three and a half, 38. Aren't they all ugly right now? They're all ugly right now. So right. By the... Go ahead. 38 and a half is the total in this game. It's like, ugh. By the way, last night's game, another under. Yes. They say it's like 70% unders for night games in the last few years. Yeah, like the primetime unders keep uh, happening. Exactly. You know? it's, just, it's been an undertrend in general. I got a pick they... for this game later, folks. Oh, all right, good. I, I, I look forward I look forward to that. Oh, uh, Pitts- yeah. Pittsburgh's crazy. 
that the, the land that, of smokestacks. That they're five and three. They've been outgained in every single one of their games. They're being outgained by an average of ninety nine yards per game. Yeah. It's impossible to be five and three, but somehow. They are. Uh, Green Bay got a, a back on track last week, but a tougher test against the Steelers' defense. Jordan's lo- Jordan loves numbers when pressure. Pittsburgh's been winning every game at the end. Now that does, every that game. does matter. But they've been losing and coming back. Now, Minnesota got the same criticism last year. Minnesota would even be better had they not had all the turnovers early this year, and they've had a ton of fumbles. But, but uh, it doesn't matter. I don't care what you do for 58 minutes as like long they as you can win look, the game. They can look awful offensively. Absolutely. T.J. Watt just like makes a play in the Bastion. fourth quarter, like you said, and somehow the game swings in Pittsburgh's direction. They're out gained by 100 yards, and they win. It's crazy. I, I don't know how much of a blueprint this is for success, but every week it seems like that's what's happening. Somebody yeah. on that defense makes a play. Well, either and, either and, and, the luck's going to run out sooner or later. Yeah. Right. And and I think they're not happy with the offense. They want Canada out of there. Oh, for there's sure. There's people actually, this is refreshing to hear, but there's actually people not liking the quarterback right now wanting the other guy. Yeah. So we'll yep. see what happens this week. I look I forward to uh, Mike's play on that. And yep. uh, Pittsburgh applies a lot of pressure, sixth highest sure amount do. in the NFL. They blitz a lot. They're ninth in sacks. They're seventh in defensive DVOA. We'll see if that'll be enough to get after Jordan Love and the Packers. The biggest uh, college game, certainly with Big Ten interest, is the Michigan-Penn State game. Mike and I, as always, are doing the show on Friday. As we sit here doing the show this morning, there is no official news on Harbaugh. There's some speculation that they're going to suspend him. What a joke. It's crazy, Mike. Can I tell you, you know why the Houston Astros players got, uh, what do they call that? Not amenities. They got... uh, They got... They got... uh, um, yeah, uh, amenities is what you get when you when you show up to a party. <laughs> they, uh, they they were granted immunity. immunity. They were granted immunity. That's it, immunity. Yeah. Hey, they got immunity because you know what they were going to say? Well, there's 10 other teams doing it. <laughs> so that's what's going to happen in Michigan. That's what word's getting out now, that there were more. There's teams doing this all the time. Stealing signs and football is an art. Yeah. Michigan, I, don't, I don't buy it. I, I, They're jealous. They... I, Come to the Bears. I don't know if it's going to be a distraction for these kids or not. Uh, I think it pisses them off. Maybe it does. That maybe they use it as motivation. Look, the the only thing to say about Michigan Penn State really is as Michigan lays four in Happy Valley. It's one of those eleven o'clock games. Uh, I don't have a plan this game. I had Penn State in this spot in Ann Arbor last year. Penn State took a three point lead in the third quarter. And then Michigan outscored them twenty-four yeah. nothing to end the game. And, and uh, those of us that had game. Penn State tickets did not get to the window. But I've got no yeah. plan this game. But Franklin th- can't win a big game, Kermit. Mike. You nailed it. He but is- I'll tell you what, this could be. I look at the spread. I'm going. Wait a minute. But four. He's, it's four. Yeah. They're taking Fra- a lot of heat. He's taking Franklin- a lot of heat. The team's taking a lot of heat. James Franklin is three and twenty-one straight up versus top ten opponents He's in his career. So Mike nailed it. He can't really win a big game. Now Michigan hasn't played anybody. This is the first top twenty-five team uh, that Are they, they have in the played. SEC? And no. <laughs> oh, sorry. Todd Furman told us yesterday that in this is the first top forty-five team in his power rankings that Michigan is playing this year. He hasn't had them play a top forty-five yeah, team. That's so not, we'll that's see what kind of test they get. Yeah, it is embarrassing. All it, they need, you know, what it's just like, uh, you know, the SEC. They only play eight conference games. They get a bye week before they play their big game. There's a lot of shenanigans that are going on. It's crazy. That they're allowed to get away with only playing eight conference game when everybody else has to play nine conference. I still don't get it. Yeah. I don't get how you're allowed to do that. 
Coming up next, we're going to talk to our buddy Jim Miller. We'll get some ponies oh, yeah. uh, from Jimmy, and then we're going to give you our best plays before we're out of here. So don't go anywhere, folks. It's Mike and Carmen getting you set for the weekend. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Entering the home stretch on this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circle Resort and Casino. Remember to catch up on demand on the ESPN Chicago app. You'll get the encore replay Saturday morning, 8 to 9. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. That's the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. And our next guest is at Hawthorne Jim. He's one of the best handicappers in the country. He joins us every week to give out some winners, and he'll tell us where we should be playing the ponies this weekend. Follow him at Hawthorne Jim. He is Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, victory weekend for the Bears, which is awesome. Live racing at Hawthorne now Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So it's cool. Sunday night, Monday night, live racing and professional football. So with the sports book right there, you can watch and wager on both and make money on both. Love that. Uh, How did you enjoy Breeders' Cup? As uh, such a diehard fan of horse racing, did you have fun last weekend with the Breeders' Cup? You know what? I had fun. The thing I found interesting about it all was it was very chalky, which is kind of unusual for the Breeders' Cup because usually you see a lot of long shots, but the favorites were dominant over the course of the weekend. So it was hard to make any huge scores, but you know what? It really kind of ironed out those divisional championships for horse racing. We know Cody's wish is going to be horse of the year. You find out some stuff like that. So it was good to see those questions answered. But coming true to form was the questions that were answered were probably the obvious answers then. There was no really big upsets, no course to come out of nowhere, right? To, not to really, not any major upsets. When you think about it, a guy we've talked about time and again, Larry Ravelli, had uh, one of the biggest upsets in the turf kid. sprint with a horse by the name of No Balls, and that horse paid 11-1. to 1. So it wasn't like you were looking at 40 or 50-1 to 1 shots, and you normally see that each year. So 10-11-1 to 1 was the longest price, but a lot of favorites coming home. Uh, all right, so you mentioned the shift in the schedule Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and that'll go for, uh, through the rest of the meet. Is that right, Jimmy? Uh, that goes through the end of the year, and then when we shift year. over to January, February, Sunday, Monday live racing, so we'll coincide right there with professional football. Beautiful. Nice. Beautiful. What's the next big thing that we get you know, excited for in terms of horse racing? Is it when the preps start in, in the new year for the Derby? Yeah, what you're going to start to see now is, okay, the meet started at Oakland Park at Fairgrounds, the championship meet at Gulfstream. So it's all that next crop of really good two-year-olds that are going to start getting ready for next year's Kentucky Derby. So those are the meets you're going to watch because they have great sequences. It's like mm-hmm. two and three race sequences of three-year-old preps to get ready for next year. So those are the meets you're going to focus on and uh, just kind of get ready. And then, guys, just a little sneak peek for us coming through next year. The Illinois Derby is returning to Hawthorne, so really excited nice. about that, too. That's outstanding. That's outstanding. Yeah, I was going to say this real quick, Jimmy, when it comes to having the Breeders' Cup, because of the way the schedule sets up, I know you get lost during college football with that at times. I mean, Friday's cool, but then you get into Saturday, unless you're a hardcore racing fan. Has there been thoughts about moving it, a different time, situation? What do you think? There has been thoughts, and even this year, guys, the Breeders' Cup Classic was moved two races earlier to coincide with college football, so the last two Breeders' Cup races weren't even on national TV because you had major college games. So I know they're looking at it. I know they need to adjust, and when you make that adjustment, it pays off because then there's more eyes on the signal and more money to wager. 
All right, where are we wagering this weekend, Jimmy? What do we like? Home cooking, boys. Home cooking. Right here at Hawthorne, we're going to make some money. We're going to bet all these horses across the board on Saturday night. Race four on Saturday, bet the five, Dr. Cruz across the board. Race six, we're going to bet the seven, Lions Mickey across the board. That one's seven to one in the morning line. And then race seven, bet the two, Millennial across the board and make money for an NFL Sunday. All right, uh, three races Saturday night under the lights at Hawthorne, everybody. Race four, the five horse across the board. Race six. The seven horse across the board, race seven, the two horse across the board. Is that right? That's right, boys. Let's cash some tickets. All right, Jimmy. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Uh All right. Good luck. Jimmy! Jim Miller on the Car X Tire. Yeah, he's good. Beautiful stuff. All right, Mikey. It's uh, that time to give out some of our very own best plays. And what are we feeling? What are we vibing for this week? Here's what I'm vibing for. Listen. Adam Chernoff knows how he's, what he's doing. He's 13 to 10. There's a lot of handicappers that are like 17, 13, like I am. 13. But then there's this one guy. His name is Carmen DeFalco. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll let him lead off. I mean, okay. he won an impossible game impossible. last week. Under impossible. 41 and a half. It was 40, and it stayed there. It's crazy. Yeah, for about 10 hours during it's that crazy. game, it seemed like to anybody that had the under. So, Carmen, you go first at 15 and 6, my friend. All right, I'm going to kick us off. We'll go to uh, one of the marquee matchups in a weekend in the NFL that – uh, is not a particularly sexy card, but I think 49ers-Jags is kind of intriguing. Mm-hmm. Both teams coming out of the bye. A little bit of a tough spot here maybe for the 49ers, but we're going to lay the three anyway. They have historically not been that good in this spot under Shanny, just two and four against the number off the bye. Now they got to cross the country, and they are laying uh, a short field goal on the road. But I think the three-game losing streak comes to an end, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is because they got some good news on the injury uh, front as we've progressed through the week. You know, um, Trent Williams looks like he's maybe now on track to play. Debo's going to be back. I think those two components are huge to this San Francisco uh, 49ers offense. I, I, I don't think that, like, all now all of a sudden Brock Purdy's been figured out. Now, maybe he wasn't. I don't either. Right, Mike? Like, I, Although I, I see this kid Reeves from the Lakers. He's struggling now. Mm. He's a guy that they might have figured out after a year. Mm. I don't see that with Purdy. I saw this coinciding with the injuries that they had and with what you're saying now they're coming back. Yeah, I just think like, I, I, if they can clean up some we'll of the We'll be wrong if they mistakes. lose this week, though. That's four in a row. Yeah, that'll be – that'll be. that's what I'm saying. I just yeah. – I'm kind of vibing the Niners here, getting a little healthier – and maybe Shani using some time working with Purdy to make sure that they clean up some of the turnovers. Because that's really been the thing that's held them back here where they've scored just 17 points in each of their last three. If you look at some of the advanced box metrics, they've actually outperformed their opposition, but the turnovers have come back to haunt them. So we'll go ahead and we'll lay the field goal with the 49ers going on the road to Jayville this week as one of the best plays. All right, and now I'm going to go, and that's a good pick. I like the 49ers. I mean, yeah, it's hard to believe they'd lose again. I mean, they got a good organization. It's just been some tough road there. I'm going to go Green Bay. I don't think anybody in America will take Green Bay against Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, even though Pittsburgh, I think the luck will run out. I think Matt, Canada's got a lot of pressure on them. I don't think they're yeah. enamored with the quarterback. They have gotten away with murder. I think it ends here. Yep. Yep. Believe me, I didn't want this, okay, but I go by what has made me successful in the past. For the most part, I'm going with the Green Bay Packers, folks. This is what sets me. Somebody said to me the other day, what's the most dangerous thing you do? I go, I gamble. I'm taking Green Bay this week. They go, yeah, I was a knob twice, but I feel for you, buddy. That's what he told me. I go, yeah, I'm taking Green Bay. So that's it. I think you're right. You really wonder how long Pittsburgh can do this with smoke and mirrors where you're getting out game. And why is it only three with that record? Yeah, yeah. 
All right, very good. Okay. So, uh, what do you got? You got the I'll give one more. We're going to go. I love when uh, you give one more. This game might close pick. We'll see. I don't think it's going to matter too much one way or another. You're probably looking at uh, nothing more than a dollar ten. Certainly nothing more than a dollar mm-hmm. twenty. But we'll grade it right now as because I'm looking at it as we record. We're going to go Jets on the road oh, uh, at Vegas. We'll go. I know. I can't believe I'm You're putting, putting money the cape on, on again. Zach Wilson. You're but invincible. we're going. We're going to go Jets money line minus a dollar ten as yes. an outright winner. We're going to back uh, that that defense. Uh, I, you know, look, it was a cool story last week. Unfortunately, Mike was on the wrong side of that because Daniel yep. Jones got hurt. Tommy DeVito's got no business playing quarterback in this He's league. He's a good kid. His family's got good intercaplic. Uh, that may be. He just something. can't play quarterback in the but NFL. He sucks. The Antonio, the Antonio <laughs> Pierce bump was cool. That's fine. But yeah. uh, I don't see the Raiders performing like that again. Not against this Jets stop unit. So believe it or not, I'll back Zach Wilson, even though they're traveling on the short week. We'll say Jets He's on the He's not the worst quarterback in football right now. Tommy no, DeVito, DeVito is. is. 100%. <laughs> Hundred <laughs> percent. I got nothing else. I'm gonna, I'm gonna protect my 17 and 13 league. Get a win on the belt. Beautiful. I really listen. I'm terrified to take Green Bay, folks. That's why you take them. Beautiful thing. All right, Mikey. Yep. Great stuff as always. Thanks right, to Jim now. Miller. Thank you to Luke Pergandy, Eric Ostrowski back yep. at the shop. Charlie Bevins Charlie. out here at the Pride Source. Good work. And thank you everybody for listening. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, good luck with all your wagers. And Mikey, we'll talk to everybody again next Friday after. So long, everybody. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.